Welcome to another episode of Faces of Silver, the podcast, episode 5 already. And today I have the pleasure of talking to Dr. Louise Pendry. She is of Exeter University in uh, Devon, the UK. She's a senior lecturer in psychology. And as uh, our friend, our common friend, Liz Eremenko coined the term, click and collect midlife friends or the webs of the ages. We will be talking about the impact. She's doing research and uh, her research is about the impact of all these social groups, the silver groups and so on, how we connect today, how we make friends today. And without further ado, let's see if we can bring her on. Yes, we've done it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a two-day operation. For everybody, anybody listening out there, we tried to get this going yesterday. Good morning. Or good morning to the UK. What is it for you? Good evening. It's, yeah, it's just about quarter past four here. (laughs) (laughs) We've tried now for, what, half an hour to get it going? Today, that's just ridiculous. What about yesterday? It was two hours. This is ridiculous. But you know, the quality sounds even better than if you would sit next to me. I love that. Perfect. Okay. Well, uh, hello and thank you for being on. It's my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. It has been how long since we photographed uh, the London tribe? It was March last year, I think the end of March last year. So getting on for a year now. Well, then it's about time we do a radio show about it. I think so. Yes, I think so too. Um, brief conversation yesterday to mm-hmm. to see what we were going to talk about and uh, you told me about your research mm-hmm. so uh, I would like if you could uh, for our listeners to know how how did you get started with this this whole uh, gray idea and, and what was your why you mean the research side or just yes. going great or just going yeah. great in the first place the research side well We did some research a few years ago with my colleague, Jessica Salvatore, looking at online communities. And we realized that there's a lot to be said for joining online communities, especially if you are, maybe you haven't got local friends who can help you with the issues that you've got, you're struggling with, or maybe you've got an issue that you feel kind of embarrassed to talk to people about. And these are the reasons why people often go online and join online groups to get some tips, some advice and some support. And our research showed really, really clearly that when people do that, they can really get benefit in, in lots of different ways. They can show enhanced well-being and also it can impact on them away from the group as well. So they can have enhanced engagement offline as well, get, getting to do more offline. So the natural shift for me was to import that when I started to go grey myself and join communities for going grey. I started to see that similar kind of issues were ar- arising in these groups where women were joining and men to some extent to get some tips and advice and support. But they seemed to go beyond that in terms of what they were getting. The benefits that they were accruing from being in these groups was was more than just a bit of tip, a bit of advice about something. And what we found was that women were just feeling hugely empowered about the whole process of getting older. It wasn't just about going grey. It was just generally just starting to 
engage with this debate about what it means for women to age and, and have interactions about that topic, I suppose. And, and that definitely led to, in my case, a feeling of you know, great empowerment and more self-confidence about this next phase of my life, you know, in my 50s, just embracing it, really. And, and I sense that's happening also for some of the other women. So to prove that I'm just not an anomaly and just a weird person, I have to do the research <laughs> just to see that other women may feel the same. So we have conducted research in some of the Going Grey groups with my student, Vanessa Cecil, my postgraduate student, and also some other groups as well. We've broadened it out because what we're realising is that the midlife phase for women, this kind of 50-ish age, can be a time of shifting identities, quite a lot going on, you know, in terms of embracing this next part of your life or actually, in many cases, fearing it. I think there are two narratives about getting older. You can embrace it. Okay, that's fine. But the other narratives that we seem to know about are the ones that say it's something to be fought, fought against, it's just awful, or it's something to um, give into and just become invisible. And I think what we were finding in these groups, not just for growing grey, but also for um, women in style, fashion, women entrepreneurial groups, so women in business, menopausal groups, that kind of thing. All of them have the same kind of demographic and all of them are finding a huge support in these online safe spaces where they can, you know, rehearse and discuss their identity shifts and just how they're feeling about this phase of their life. Do you, do you think, uh, no, <laughs> no do, you think, do you think that uh, people are more open in those groups to, to uh, maybe to ask more questions or more open questions than than they would in real life is there any difference to real life you think? i think there can be i think the critical thing about these groups is um certainly the ones that we've been studying the majority of them are closed groups on facebook and what mm -hmm. that means is that you join the group and what you say in the group stays in the group pretty much so there is a sense of safety so if you, if you, you can voice the concern that it won't show up on your home page for example it's very much contained within the group and the other thing I think is really important is that the moderators in these groups almost without exception are really really switched on in terms of making sure the dynamic of the group stays safe stays positive stays non-judgmental and I think when you have that kind of atmosphere it, it helps people open up and I think offline we may want to be kind and nice offline but sometimes offline these sorts of um, natural um, tendencies to just be a little bit unkind, I suppose, that they're kind of weeded out when we're online, but offline, I think women are still, you know, quite unkind to each other in many situations. So I think it's a safer space online to not feel judged, I suppose. And, and, and the kind of atmosphere and environment is very supportive and non-judgmental. And I think that does encourage the women and the men to open up. As you said, and the men to open up for with your research, yeah. what did you find is the, the, the split? What is the percentage of, of women versus men? There's many more women in these groups than there are men, I have to say. I mean, I'm talking about any kind of group, that the engagement with these groups online for women is much, much higher. In fact, one of the problems that we had in our original research was trying to find enough men to have a balanced sample because it's, it's true that women seem to gravitate towards these groups. And, you know, for me, I, I started using them um, when I was a parent. So um, I was trying to struggle to get my kid to sleep through the night. I was on these forums trying to find advice and support for you know, getting a good night's sleep. And you, you find many more women in these groups, even though you know, both, both men and women can be parents, obviously. Um, it does tend to be much more female-oriented in a lot of these groups. That's not to say that there aren't male groups also, but the majority of support-type groups that we're talking about here are female. It's, it's a beautiful thing. 
did you uh, are, are there any specific groups that you found that are that are more nationally based like are they uk groups or are they are they international or, or how is that set up what, what i would find? say essentially the groups that I, we've been studying seem to be all around the world and you know that's really nice so we've ended up with people in new mexico new zealand uh, you know Very anywhere nice. you think of yeah. and and i think it's it's really interesting that People tend to think online stuff is, is not meaningful. It's not necessarily um, very real. But I think what we have happening in these groups is over time, genuine friendships are occurring. And, it, you know, I would never have said that a few years ago. I'd have said that's absolute crackers. But I don't believe that now. And I've seen it for myself. And I've seen how women genuinely seem to care for and support each other. And it, it's not it's not fake stroking. The other thing I wanted to say was that I think... Um, you tend to think, oh, you're just being nice to somebody just for the sake of it. That really isn't the vibe that I get. I get that it's a kind of unconditional support that's totally genuine. It's not it's not just some kind of doing it for an expectation that somebody will be nice back to you. Yeah. It's just it's just a you just do it because you want to. And and I think in the context of the going grey groups, just to just to talk about that one just for a moment, you know, you're going through this phase of your hair growing out and it's it's not a pretty phase actually let's be honest you have this big skunk stripe that's appearing on your head and you have to go about your daily business and you feel a bit unkempt and a bit unruly and you get the kind of support from people in these groups that makes you think do you know what I can do this and so what I was finding was um, the support that they were giving me even when I was away from the group I was chairing a meeting at work or you know I was stood in a lecture hall with 300 students I would still find so I was drawing strength even when I was away from the group from the kind of interactions I'd had with them. So I just was thinking, you know what, I, I can actually do this. And as I say, I don't think that my experiences are atypical. Um, that was very much mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. case for many of the women, I think, and the few men so, as well. So with the, uh, with, with, especially with the going grey groups, do you find that once women are finished with their transition that they, that they tend to leave the group? Is there a tendency? Well, I, I'm sure some do, but you know, you could argue that I should have graduated quite a long time ago because my grey graduated. Quite, quite, I like it. Yeah, graduated. <laughs> I graduated from my growing grey group, going grey group. Okay, beautiful. But I didn't, and and the reason I think that I didn't was because I formed these friendships with some of the the members of these groups, and I didn't want to. It's it's not something that you know I spend hours of my day on. I think that would be hugely antisocial. But I, I dip in. I I see what's being posted, and what I think is fascinating is that. People who use these groups, you start off a newbie, you haven't got a clue, and you, you kind of lurk for a while, maybe you don't post anything for a while, you just see what other people are saying. Maybe you never do any more than that, but once you do start to post, and you start to have a voice within the group, and you start to form relationships with some of the people in the group, you start to also notice the progress of everybody else. And I think the thing yeah. that I found really, really helpful was looking to those women who'd finished, who'd got to the end line and you know, life, life was fine. They looked great. Um, and if they had problems along the way, they, I shared those problems too. And they were very good at being, mm -hmm. if you like, role models and mentors for me as I was coming through. Exactly. So, and, that, and that's, I think, why a lot of us do stick around because we're genuinely happy to help other people who are starting um, out just to see that they can get to the finish line. And, and you know yourself, because we've, we've talked about this, it's, it's very much the case that the after pictures often look great. You know, the women before and after, it's, it's not necessarily just um, the hair that's changed. People often seem to feel a lot more at peace. They just feel, feel, feel a lot more 
settled about everything. And I think that shows in the expression. It's not just the hair colour, but everything else, because it, it suits the kind of complexion, the eyes, everything. So I think you see continually examples of women who've, who've done it and it's fine. And, you know, sticking around to see more women doing that is, is a great part of what we, we all do, those of us who do still use these groups. So, yeah, I haven't graduated. I'm still there. And so, so many of my friends are also in the same situation. So that's, that's the case. We yes. don't all leave. Yeah, in, in that context, I would be very biased, obviously, with, uh, with my work. When you say mm -hmm. the before and after photographs, or the before and after look, so yeah. so often I find there's way more way more contrast afterwards with the eyebrows with the eyes that really start to pop. Whereas the before I might not have even noticed the person in public because they just blend in and suddenly you stick yeah. out. You have this radiance about you that that you know now you own it. You just you you don't give a crap anymore. You own it and you know you look good. It's just this I transition think... phase that is rough. Yeah, I think so. And I think many women would feel the same about that. And, and I think what's really nice is that that kind of I don't give a fuck anymore is, 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 a, is a good kind of mentality. It's a, it's a pretty tricky process to start with. You feel a bit rubbish. It's, it's a good lesson in patience. It's a good lesson in, in just learning to sit out and wait and, and, you know, having to be a bit humble and realizing that you, you're not always going to look your best. It's a real exercise in just okay. accepting that actually the life, life still goes on. It's not all about appearance. And I think many women get to the end feeling that also that they just feel a bit more chilled about life and and it spills over a lot in more areas yeah i think so too i think so yeah uh, i while while i have you here uh what makes this conversation different from from uh others that i had so far is that you are doing research on this let's go i'd like to stick a bit more with your research okay uh for one with uh with the groups that you belong to and the people or those new friendships that you that you formed have you actually met people in real life and and carried that transfer that over um well, I've met the UK ones, certainly. I've met a couple from the yeah. UK. I would love to meet some of the, um, the US people because there are some great, great women that I've got to know, and not just there, in Europe, in Australia, New Zealand. And, you know, who knows, we'd, we'd like to organise a big meetup one day, and, and I'm sure we will. We also know from some of the other research that we've done with some of the other groups, and you can find examples online, not only within my research, that women do actually want to you know, meet up and, and, and get to know some of the women for real. One other thing that I, I think that we have done in one of the groups, for example, which I think is really nice, although we haven't actually met some of our um, friends in these different countries, we did a kind of Valentine's Day exchange where it was a bit like the Secret Santa, but you were given the name and address of another member of the group and you had to buy them a, a gift from your country that really showed everything about, you know, where you live. So really uh -huh. sort of typical gift. And Everybody nice. took part in this. Why would you do that? You might think that sounds crazy, but it was great. And um, we took part and you didn't know who was I sending the, the stuff idea. until you got it. And <laughs> then we all opened it and there was a little Facebook group set up just for the pe people who wanted to do it, because obviously not everybody would want to do it, where people just did little videos or photographs of the gifts that they got. And, you know, it was, it, was a real, it was a real sense of community and fun and a real appreciation of everybody else and the effort that they'd gone to in selecting the gifts. So that's just one example. We may not meet in person but um you know, we message off offline we maybe facetime we do things like that but certainly um the meeting is harder when you're you know thousands of miles apart but oh, yeah. who knows so as you as you said as you mentioned fun do, do you have any funny anecdotes to uh, to uh, share with us funny anecdotes about what? the research about the groups about this this uh, about this whole let's call it movement funny anecdotes i'm really struggling to know what you mean there um 
Could with, you rephrase it? With uh, with the the people you you met online, maybe how you how you met in real life, or just things that you never thought would have happened in uh, okay before, so that, before the internet. Okay, so things that have happened to me, just funny anecdotes that I've done since I joined the groups. Yeah, that's what you mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Well, I've done quite a bit. I mean, to be honest with you, I would never have said I would have taken part in your Faces of Silver project. That's one thing that's a real surprise to me because, honestly, if, if you knew who I was a couple of years ago, that's that's way out of my comfort zone to do anything like that. So that's one example of something that I think has impacted me, just this, this ability to just go for it, really. And And I suppose I've just become much more open to opportunities to do stuff. Uh, I think there is a kind of sense that if you buy into this narrative that ageing is, you know, you're getting, you're getting older and becoming more invisible, I've shifted away from that. And what I think has happened, my own experiences from being in these groups, is that I feel like um, this go-for-it mentality, which I, I, I strongly believe comes in part from the friendships and, and the support I've had from the group, it's affected my attitudes and I, I'm much more open about and, and perhaps a little bit more feisty about some of the things I think are right and wrong. The clothes I wear, for example, I, I don't worry so much about what not to wear after 50 or all these sort of stupid things that you see. And I'm always to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Well, true. Exactly. But, you know, I think many women do still read these things and think that's that's a kind of rule. And it's basically saying that when you get to this age, this is how you need to portray yourself. And breaking away from that has been amazing for me. And, and I know also for many other women. And I, so some of the other things that I've done, I have... Um, as well as your shoot, I have accepted invites to do some guest blogs on other pages about women and ageing, which, again, is, is, is a quite a different style of writing for me, but I love it. And also I've been invited to take part in a couple of modelling gigs for shoots that celebrate the beauty of older women. So like yours, but yeah, maybe beautiful. for other, other different um, contexts. So, and there you, there you said a few years ago, you wouldn't, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't God have no, done any I, of this. I would never have done that. It's not how I used to be. And you know what? I'm loving it. It's brilliant. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul and I'm really enjoying that. It's, it's, it's great. That's, it's, it's beautiful to hear that, that shift. You said uh, earlier on, you said meeting, uh, meeting those new acquaintances, those new friends in, in real life. You told me you were working on a book. Isn't there a book tour coming up that could be worldwide? How about that? Well, not at that stage yet, but yeah, that would be great. Well, put it out there. I would love to do that. And and, yeah, I'm I'm going to be positive because I've just been telling you that I'm I'm up for it and I'm going for it. So that would be fantastic. Yeah, the book is at an early stage. Um, Do you want to tell us about it? Can I tell you a little about it? Yeah. So it's it's going to incorporate some of the research that we've done, um, myself and Vanessa and a couple of other people as well. Jessica, Salvatore and Tim Kurtz. And we are, we've got some beautiful data that where women have just told us in their own words about their experiences of getting older and their experiences of being in these groups and how these groups have kind of galvanized themselves to you know embrace life a little bit more and so I want to actually incorporate that research but not hopefully in a book that's going to be too dry I want it to be a book that women would want to read and what I'd really like to do and maybe you can help me here is I would like to uh, feature within the book case histories of some of the women in the groups who feel maybe like me that they've had a kind of mindset shift as a result of belonging to these groups maybe they've taken a different direction they've gone off and done something they'd never have thought I'd like to have a few of those case histories in the book and then broadening things out and again we're not just talking about going gray we're talking about all sorts of other things such as um, fashion style menopause entrepreneurial stuff 
all of these groups I'm hoping to feature. And then I also want to broaden it out to not just these online discussion groups, but also bringing in some of the amazing bloggers and vloggers that I've come into contact with who are equally doing a fantastic job of providing mentoring and role models for those who actually join the blog and interact with them via the blog posts. So I'd also like to feature some of the women who have these blogs. So I'm looking for people who want to take part. I've got a few people signed up already. And also... So how could could, uh, people find you and how could they partake? Okay, they could PM me via um, Messenger. That would be one option. Um, That might be the easiest option. They could always come via you and you could send them on to me. <laughs> of course I will. I'm sure you'd love to do that. So I'm just putting that one out there. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, I, I think not, not just the bloggers. I was going to say also those who have been following blogs, have they found themselves being in some way um, impacted by these sorts of groups that they've been belonging to? So there's all different sorts of things that I can put in this book. And at the moment, you know, I'm just I'm just on my first few chapters. So it, the, the shape that it takes is very much going to be dependent upon what kind of pickup I get, take up I get from 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 the women who, who want to take part. So if you want to take part, just get in touch is what I would say. It's that simple. You it know, it's, that it's, simple. It's, it's yeah, it's yeah. I love it when people come together on a project like we did on the faces of silver and you just just start somewhere. Just get started. Don't overthink yeah. it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I think so. I mean, doing that was just really, really great fun, and and it did mean that I did get to meet two of the women in a group. So that was some of that was some of the UK women, Liz and and Cara, who came along for the day, and I and I hadn't met um, Cara before, and so yeah, I think that was a fantastic experience. Um, so definitely, the start is something that just made me think, yeah, I can do this. I, I can I can go for it a bit more than I have been doing. <laughs> I, re- I remember that day. Everybody was thinking. Uh, can I do this? Do I want to do it? Yeah, it was a bit shaky in the beginning, and in the end, we had so it, much fun. It's it was just the energy. We were all quite terrified, I have to say, but you know, <laughs> it, in the end, it, it was it was a good day, and we had fun, and, and that was the main point. I think we got some good shots out of it as well. So. Even though okay. we were crammed into the smallest space I ever shot it, must yep. have been like four people in our. I don't know what was the square footage in there. Well, I would say it it was like Harry Potter's broom cupboard was how I've always described it to people since because it was truly tiny and yeah, it was it was amazing. You don't really get that sense from the pictures, but yeah, it was a little bit cramped. But but we still we still made it happen. We did excellent. We did indeed. Excellent, beautiful. So, uh, do you you? So to round it off before we finish off, you mm-hmm. want uh, people just to to uh, direct message you on Messenger or is there an email or any other way to contact uh, you? Or do you have you a website could, for the book or something? Yeah, I mean, I suppose I could give you, I haven't got a website for the book, I'm not that far advanced, but there's, Messenger is certainly one way. Um, mm-hmm. I could I could provide an email address, I guess. Um, I if, you're comfort- if you're comfortable yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm just wondering about that. I might, I no, might so don't, no, no. Messenger is good enough. Messenger for now. And yes. And you can, you can, if you're on Facebook, you can always contact me via Messenger. That's fine. Excellent. So, Okay. Beautiful. So for the women listening in who are in the middle of transitioning, yep. what's your one sentence, maybe two sentence message to keep them going? Okay. Stick with it. Believe mm-hmm. what everyone's telling you that you are starting to look incredible. And when you get to the finish end, you'll love it. And people will never stop telling you how great you're looking, which is, again, something I didn't expect. But I, I, one thing I would say, can I, can I say a bit more than one sentence? Can I? Yes. yes, yes, yes okay. Yes, yes. So I would say, um, for me, uh, I, I found that, um, you know, I, do you look older? That was one of the things that I think that I was worried about, that just 
having grey hair, people would automatically think, oh my goodness, she's old. And it did worry me. Um, now I've changed my mindset. Actually, what I've realised is, I don't know that I look old, and maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I don't actually care. And that's a good good point to have reached. I, I'm completely away from that kind of fear. And so having that kind of mindset, what I would say is when you start to do these sorts of things, whether it's just embracing your wrinkles, your grey hair, whatever it is, just facing up to getting older, it's just realising that you've been kind of weighed down by society's expectations about how women age. And I personally think that it's quite rejuvenating once you lift that off your shoulders. And so maybe you look older, maybe you don't, but I feel quite rejuvenated by it. So all of you women who are at an earlier stage, you too, I promise you will get to the other end and feel like that too. And it's, it's good. It's a great feeling. Beautifully stated. Thank okay. you so much, Louise. Thank you for being on and good luck with your research, with your book. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you for listening in to yet another episode of Faces of Silver with Dr. Louise Pendry. Uh, if you want to support her work, if you want to be part of it, if you want to get involved, uh, you can reach her through direct or through Messenger on Facebook. Her last name is spelled Pendry, P-E-N-D-R-Y, Louise Pendry. Uh, to find out more about Faces of Silver, the project, the book project, the podcast, anything to do with it, there's a website, facesofsilver.com. Um, also, for more imagery, you can find more on our main website, which is benwinkler.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us on facesofsilver.com or benwinkler.com. Again, next show, Friday next week, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Hope to see you then.